0: Hi everybody, my name is Rainy Robinson and you are at Savage Words Podcast. For those of you that don't know me, I was lucky enough to be on Dog and Beth on the Hunt for three seasons. I was on uh, uh, Dogs Most Wanted uh, last year with one of my most favorite people on the planet and that was Beth Chapman. So I've got somebody here that uh, we're gonna interview and I know everyone's been super excited to see exactly what she's been up to. So here she is. Baby Lisa Chapman. Hi, honey.
1: Hi. Yeah, I'm awesome. so excited. This is going to be so fun.
0: How are you? You look great.
1: I'm good. I'm good. We're just cruising. Molly's doing homeschool. Uh, and yeah. i talk to you for a minute.
0: So, so Hawaii's still... You guys extended the lockdown. Didn't you extend it?
1: We're on, like, a tier system here. So oh. we just get our second tier. There's four tiers. Okay. And like, the fourth one is complete reopening. So, um... We have kind of like, if we hit a certain percentage, then we go backwards and we lock down more. So we have a pretty comprehensive plan here. But with the tourism, you know, we got to stay really diligent.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Have you guys seen any spikes at all or no?
1: We did a couple months ago. And so we had a second shutdown. I believe it was in August. And that was pretty hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We, because we're on an island and we're so, um, you know, exclusive out here, we're the most isolated island chain in the world. That's right. And so we have to be careful. We can't just, you know, ship out and things like that. So No,
0: and you only have a, a X amount of hospitals and you know, <laughs> and no other place to like, you know, airport them to. So, you know, that's kind of like important. But, um, yeah, so, and yeah, we're kind of staggered here. And I think that there's still like, there's still a lot of confusion about kind of yeah. exactly where we're at. But, <laughs> but then I posted yesterday on, uh, on Facebook that I was going to do this interview with you. And it was really interesting because I, I asked a bunch of people to do like, what do you want me to ask her? You know, you, know you, you and I have known each other for a long time, but, uh, you know, so some of the questions were actually really, really interesting and probably, well, there was a lot, but I, I trimmed it down to like, uh, to like six.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so a, a few people asked, asked how, how did you actually come out? Because you know, everyone saw you got married on TV and right. you know, you had Abby and all of that. So, th- you know, that didn't occur in a lesbian relationship, although it, oh. could, but it, it not organically. So, oh. uh, so how, how did that, how did that topic even <laughs> come up? Um,
1: So really funny, actually, um, I was married to Bo. Bo and I met when I was 18. So um, I was very young and very inexperienced. And um, after I had Maddie, Beth had someone come to work for her who was a lesbian. And she was her assistant. And she just kind of flirted with me. And I was like, I started feeling all of these feelings. And I was like, wow. And I was married. And I was just crazy confused and um I actually had an affair with her and it was you know an awful torrid affair for a few months and I was just kind of figuring myself out I was like afraid to go to Bo and say like I'm having a lesbian affair like I couldn't make sense of it inside myself you know what I mean so it took me a little time to figure it out and um I remember when I told Beth that I was um, having an affair with her assistant and she we were in Maui and um, we both had our feet in this little jacuzzi we had like a little jacuzzi off the room remember uh, that hotel that Maui, that Four season? Yeah
0: yeah, yeah 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, and they had those little dip pools outside on the porch Yes, yeah. so we were sitting out there and we had our feet in the water and I was like I have to tell you something <laughs> and I remember she got off the phone and she was just like what and she was really confused and I think I think that they both kind of thought I was going through a phase you know what I mean I was in my young 20s my early 20s and and dad still says that to this day he's like oh that's a phase you're going through
0: (laughs) that's the longest phase I've ever seen but okay
1: lifetime phase but I mean I think that dad struggled a little bit with like his Christianity side of it but dad's always said like monks who pray every single day aren't gonna not go to heaven because they're not Christians and You know, like there's a lot of different types of people and different types of religions out there. And I think he didn't want to believe like his daughter wasn't going to go to heaven because of who she loved. And so he kind of grappled with that, but he came to that conclusion in the end. And that's how he, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, I mean, you know, I I certainly don't speak for everybody, but at the end of the day, you know, as a mother, you you want your kids to be happy. And you want them to be loved. And however that avenue comes, that's, that. it's, you know, it's not only a choice, but you're born into it. So I'm just, I'm just curious. Did you, did you ever think that you, you know, were gay at all? No?
1: Well, like now that I'm older, right? Like I remember having like, you know your first kiss, my first kiss was a girl, like me and my best friend in a tent, like, oh, let's practice, you know? And then, like, did I was she, always really into sports. <laughs> did,
0: did she have cherry chapstick by any chance? <laughs> we
1: did, we all did. <laughs> but I mean, like, now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And like, yeah. I think that bisexuality, I think that sexuality is so fluid anyways, you know what I mean? I yeah. think we're all on a spectrum. And I think oh, for yeah. me, like, sexually, I, I am attracted to both men and women, but I think for a long-term relationship and being married and for what I see in the future, I feel like I um, kind of like mix better with a female. You know what yeah, I mean? The roles yeah. are better for me, and it's like like for long-term marriage, I see myself with a
0: woman. And you know what? I really love that because, uh, I, you know, I think that, you know, that's not, even in the norms of, you know, of all the channels of, of you know, gay, You know, that's something that is kind of unusual. And I really admire you for actually, you know, not only determining that, but deciphering that for yourself, because there's a lot of mixed messages and especially like in your family where it was very rooted in Christianity and Christianity is bad or anything like that. I'm not saying any of that, but, you know, a lot of religious overtones, you know, are very anti Uh, gay and I I don't know if you're anti-gay, I kind of think that you're kind of anti-love. I mean, it's really a person's own journey. So someone else asked, uh, did you want to have any more kids?
1: Oh, so um, my fiance is like dead set on having a baby. She definitely wants one. Um, I'm here for it, you know. I've always wanted to adopt. I've always wanted to, you know, have a huge family and have a lot of kids from the time I was little, I had a little Cabbage Patch doll. And I have eight of them in a little stroller. And I remember I left them out in the rain one night and I was devastated.
0: So oh.
1: I've, I've always had, you know, tons of kids around and tons of family uh, members.
0: So. Well, you're a six pack short. So let's, let's get right. to hop here.
1: Me and Lake keep trying,
0: but it's just not working. So I'm not sure what we're doing wrong. Sure, I just keep, you know, <laughs> practice makes perfect. You know what I mean? We're
1: trying though.
0: All the time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, another question is uh, I asked your sister this the other day. So, what was it like? Like, because you were relatively young when uh, what Dog the Battle Hunter started, what, 2005?
1: 2001 was the oh, first
0: one. episode. Yeah. yeah. So, that's like 20 years Three. ago. So, yeah. you were relative, you know, you were like right in your teens. So, how? I was yeah. Yeah, so how was that kind of?
1: It was really interesting. You know, Barbara and I lived in Alaska when the show came out. Um, And we were like watching TV one day and there was our dad on TV. And we were like, "Ah!" we started freaking out and we were like, it was the episode in Papa Kalea where Leland gets maced by that guy and like all of these people come and attack him. And it's
0: the episode. That was up in? uh... Papa Kalea. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So it's this, and me and Barbara were just like jaws on the floor. And um, I mean, it was crazy. And then when I arrived to Hawaii, the cameras were in my face when I hit the door. I mean, I was just like, what is going on? I went from being like this crackhead teen mom to dog the bounty hunter's daughter overnight. I mean, I came to, from Alaska to Hawaii and like overnight, my social status changed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I think that that is... That's a really tough kind of thing to deal with that amount of attention. I mean, it's fun in the beginning and all that, but you know, Bonnie and I talked about you know the double-edged sword and all of that. And you know, it, it's nice to have that kind of connection, but then it can. There's a big downside to it, is yeah. well. you know, it's you have people. to grow
1: really thick skin. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, because there are. Yeah, I mean, the critics are plentiful you know and everyone has something to say about you know you and your relationships and how you do things and you know like even now like kind of you know we're grappling with you know you know a few people that think they know more about us than we do and it and it's tough it's really tough and it's really kind of hurtful and at the end of it I don't really know what the entire purpose is but you know I know you and Beth one of your last one of your last things, and I, I've actually read this a few times. Is you know you received a fair amount of criticism for not inviting uh, Beth, uh, you know, right before she passed. Well, it wasn't right before she passed, but you you didn't invite Beth to who was it? Was it uh, Abby's graduation. graduation? Yeah, and and then she wasn't she wasn't on island at the time, but um, and I know that that was a little bit of a wrestle. You can can you like yeah. yeah.
1: I think you know she's gone and there's no point in arguing facts whether I invited her or didn't invite her she wasn't there and it was really important to her um I think that you know Beth and I always had a very complex relationship and I think that not inviting Beth and the regret that I feel for that now was like a huge you know um or not like explicitly, you know, making a huge deal about it and making it like, you know, really big deal about it. I think that that is a huge regret that I have. And it was a huge learning point for me in life yeah. and turning point, you know, you, you don't always get second chance. Our family's all about second chances. So go ahead and spew your mouth. We'll love you tomorrow. Right. You know, but This time I didn't get that second chance. And yeah, it's, it's really, really hard. Um, I know that Beth loves me and I know that I love her and we know each other's hearts. And so that's what brings me peace. Like I was talking to her yesterday. Like I talked to her, like she's still here and I swear I can still hear her.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you too. I I'll catch her fragrance. I, you know, I'll, like, I'll say something and then I hear her words in my ear and I go, okay, okay, you know, like, (laughs) still nagging me from beyond, but yeah. And, you know, I, and, you know, just from an outsider's perspective, you know, I did see, you know, you guys had a very interesting relationship. She had a different relationship with each one of yeah and, and you know she'd be like switching hats all the time okay this one I deal with it you know and yeah. there, there was never any doubt in my mind that she loved you I, I there was never a doubt and yes I know that you you know you guys grappled a lot you know her and Cecily grappled a lot yeah. uh, you know I know that you guys grappled a lot and it was really more like a sister's relationship than it was like you know, mother, daughter, you know, mother, daughter, but when, when the shit hit the fan, that woman stood right there, right next to you. And you did the same thing for her. And I watched that. I watched that several times. Um, And that's not stuff you make up.
1: I think that Beth and I um, were the ones in the family who always, no matter what was going on, if someone needed help, we dropped every, you know, stupid argument or fight. And I think that still to this day, we're the only two that do that. You know, I think it's really easy to let stupid fights get in the middle, but when something big and dramatic happens in, you know, families and in life, you need your family there to support you.
0: Oh, without a doubt.
1: Best taught that to me, you know, like when, you know, shit hit the fan, like you said, we were there for each other and everything else went out the window.
0: Oh, yeah. Listen, I remember there was a time when I, you guys were arguing, I don't even know what it was over. It was, Something dumb, mm-hmm. whatever it was, and uh, then you got in that collision. Do you remember that collision that was mm-hmm. right off the highway, right coming out mm-hmm. of like Portlock? And right, like, yeah,
1: taking the kids to school.
0: Remember that? Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, boy, let me tell you, like everything, you you wouldn't even have known that you guys had been in an argument at all. It was, yeah. like, you know, she was on it. On One it.
1: time I broke a tooth and we were like in the middle of this like crazy, crazy fight. And I think we were filming or something was going on and I was just devastated. I had broken like a tooth up front. And I called her and I was like, she was like, ah, and I was like, my tooth is broken. And she was like, I'll text you the dentist info. And then she texted me and she was like, Go fix your tooth snaggle tooth, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she liked that. She Thank was that. like that, you know, yeah. it was I, and I really love that about her. I love that, you know, like, yeah. I, I I did know that, you know, she was, I think she was more hurt over the invitation of not getting the invitation uh, than anything else. You know, she loved those kids a lot. Loved so them a lot. I know? had
1: invited Abby's biological dad and they had never met before. And that was like a huge mistake, by the way. Like I should never have done that. It was like open Pandora's box almost. I had to stump everything back in there and, you know. But I thought, like, oh, he, you know, wanted to be in Abby's life, and I thought this was going to be a great thing, and so that was a big motivation behind me not, you know, having this big graduation party and inviting my parents like I normally would have because uh, I didn't want that drama. I think Dad would probably beat the shit out of him. And
0: that's yeah. really interesting, and I don't think that's ever been said. You no, know, there Netflix. is
1: a photo though, you know, and he came to Hawaii and. It, you know, it was just what it was, but it wasn't a good idea. And I knew that, and that was kind of what held me back from really inviting him.
0: Yeah, I couldn't imagine your dad in that kind of uh, an environment. Like he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the daughters and and the granddaughters are something completely different to him, you know. Yeah, so
1: I mean, it was a mistake. I think that I own my mistakes, you know what I mean? Like I'm and like that was the big mistake that I made. And sometimes you're making a mistake and you don't realize and you've got your head so far on the sand and you're so stuck to your guns, you know?
0: Or and or that you don't think that it's really that big of a deal. Like, totally. like you know, she wasn't even on that, she wasn't on island. So yeah. you're thinking, okay, well, you know, I really don't want to like make her go all the way back and you know and all that kind of stuff but i think you know i think having the invite and then having her decline it probably would have been the better thing when i
1: I saw her in february and when i saw her do that mother's day speech and then the woman that i saw in june those were two different people yeah when i saw her again in june the cancer was so progressed that She barely looked like herself. Yeah. And that was when it really freaking hit me. Because when I was working at, you know, my other store, I saw a lot of sick people. And when I saw that, I was floored, you know, I couldn't believe the de- decline in that short amount of time. Oh,
0: l- let me, t- and everyone kept saying that they go, my God, she looks so good. She looks so good. But yeah. you know, those of us that were, you know, that were with her, you know, uh, saw, I saw right you know, we all went over in uh, in January to uh, the Big Island. And that's where we started filming Dogs Most Wanted. And her hair had just started to fall out. Right. And she's like, you gotta get here, you gotta get here. And then at that time I thought, okay, if we can maintain her weight at this, we're gonna be good. But then it started. It started the met- metallic taste, the this, the that. And it was tough. And then uh, we met up in Alabama. It was a little bit different. And then we met up again in Denver, and it was even more different. And I thought, you know, it's just not, she really thought she had until the end of the year. And I, I knew that she didn't because she just, the weight loss was, she was like down to what, like a hundred pounds, 102 pounds. I had
1: a pair of shorts, so the last day before she went to the hospital, we were all there and it was this amazing family day. Coda came and brought the baby and like we were all there I had all all the girls there and she had on this pair of shorts and she was like look at my tiny shorts Lisa she was like I'm skinny and you now bitch (laughs) she was so stoked about it and I have those shorts I have them whenever I go to the beach or I had them, I always feel like a little, like they're my uh, saucy pants. Like I put them on and I swear, I feel her spirit. I'm like, hey, get the fuck out of my way. Like,
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, she was so proud. She's like, I'm in size four, I'm in size two. And I'm you like,
1: love that. Yeah. I know,
0: but she looked good. She loved it. And of course, you know, the shopping never, the shopping never ceased, but no. Uh, no. Okay, I got one more question for you. Let's see. Um, So everyone, there was, there's a couple people that want to know, (laughs) why do you get picked on? Why do you get picked on more than anyone else in the fam?
1: So this is one of my favorite questions. And my, uh, my answer is always because I have the most fruit on my tree. (laughs) So I get picked a lot because I got a lot to pick on. I don't really know. I'm baby Lisa. I was a baby. So before Bonnie, that's why I'm baby Lisa. My mom's name was Lisa and I was Mm -hmm. the baby of the family. I was, I, my mom always says my feet never touched the floor until I was five. I was constantly with Dwayne and Layla, and they had like this um, trailer when we lived in our house, and they lived out in this trailer, like this really nice, you know, little Winnebago. And I was constantly out there, and they were like thugs, and, you know, like with their, you know, beanies on, and I was right. they, they saw always, and um, I don't know, at some point that changed. Um, I don't know, it is what it is. There's always one in every family, right?
0: Well, you know, I I mean, just from, you know, I know that, you know, like, you know, like Beth, Beth was very controversial when she was alive. Yeah. Let's not forget that part. She, that woman could sometimes piss off a statue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, it was the truth. And, yeah. you know, she could say stuff that would just light people up and, and that would go on forever. And, and, you know, in many ways, you know, you kind of did the same thing, but it's funny because, you know, people don't really necessarily want to hear the truth and, you know, you'll get, you'll get all kinds of grenades lobbed at you when you do, you know, but it's
1: it's like fake news. You know what I mean? Like you want to get your voice out there. Like sometimes something's going on and you're watching it and you, and it it annoys you to the point where you're like, no, let me just speak on this topic People are like, oh, you're a sellout and you're this and you're that. And I'm like, whatever, dude, Um,
0: like, listen, you know, I um, have a
1: voice. I'm going to use it. I am a woman. I am one small little five foot woman over here, you know, making an empire for myself. And if you want to talk shit to me, I'm going to talk it right back.
0: Well, listen, Um, you and I have talked about that a lot. It's like, you know, the last, you know, couple of months, people have tried to like, you know, uh, crush me and, you know, say stuff about me and get, you know, try to assassinate my character. And at the end of the day, I don't yeah. really care. It's my story. Yeah. I'll tell it. And I'm going to tell it the way it happened to me, not the way you would like it, you know, your little yeah. fantasy. So, yeah. And I mean, and that, that has a backlash to it. You yeah. know, you're, you got to take it, but you know, you do get criticized a fair amount and, but you handle it really like a champ. You really do.
1: Well, I think when you like own your mistakes, I'm just out here living my life. I plant my garden. I'm running my businesses. I'm raising a little human being. You know what I mean? Like I'm out here just like trying to do good in the world, put good back into the world. And like, obviously you're going to come across speed bumps every now and then, but it's just like, it's water off my back at this point. You know, like there's these huge dramas that go on and everyone's life is turned upside down. And it's not till I go to my computer and I go, bing, bing, bing. It's five minutes of my day. It's like people's whole lives with this drama.
0: Right, Like right.
1: Water off my back. You know, articles right. and drama and gossip, like that's all small beans compared to what's going on in this world.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What
1: is the quote? I don't care what you think about me. I don't think about you at all. <laughs>
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's like but if I'm occupying if I'm like if I took up residency in your in your head, if I'm like renting yeah. your head then Yeah. You know, it's really kind of almost on you, not on me at all.
1: I can't control what people think about you. All I can control like hopefully the people I've surrounded myself and my life with, like me, like my wife and my children and those yeah. are the people opinions
0: that matter to me. Yeah. And, yeah, and plus all the other stuff that you contribute. I mean, and you actually do contribute a lot. You know, you are a voice for a lot of people and you resonate a lot with people. I see it all the time. And, yeah. you know, it's like so important, I think, for people to have markers and people that they can kind of plug into. You know, uh, we've all been criticized, you know, for, Uh, Well, me especially for you know like riding on coattails or whatever the fuck that means. I don't, you know. I all I know is I earned my place here. So you know what I mean. I like I worked. All right, whatever and uh you know and but you know you like you using your platform for doing what you do is actually really super super good and so you know through this whole entire process you know people have asked me like how how uh how did you get started in business because you know you had the tanning salon so start there Uh,
1: yeah so um (laughs) You know, when Dog the Bounty Hunter ended, there was like a one year period. Well, we knew a couple months before the show was going under that it it might. And um, I had had a discussion with one of my dad's agents and he kind of laid into me and he goes, you're 20 whatever years old, you have no formal education, you have this, you don't have this, you don't have that. Because what are you going to do with your life after the show ends? And I was so angry. I was like, this freaking guy. And then it hit me. And I was like, holy crap, what am I going to do with my life after this show? Ends? <laughs> How am I going to make money? And what yeah. am I going to do? So I literally took every cent that I made on Dog the Bounty Hunter. And I needed $100,000 to get me and my me and best assistant, um, the girl, we started a relationship together. And we decided, decided to open a business. And we um, took all the money that we had. We got credit cards. We and we were twenty two and twenty three, and we got one of the biggest companies in Hawaii to lease to us, which was really hard.
0: Oh, that, and, coco, that Cocoa Marina. That is no like, yeah. no joke. Yeah, mm-hmm,
1: yeah. And it's by one of the biggest realty corporations, and it was hard. Mm-hmm. And it was just like I tell people all the time, like, don't get caught up in the in how big it is, because if you do, you won't you won't be able to survive. Like if someone right. would have told me. You're going to have to come up with $130,000, two people to co-sign for you, da-da-da-da-da. I would have never even started that business. Right. But every day I chunked it down and took battle by battle. I have no formal education. I didn't graduate high school. I had a baby at 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to talk about school of the streets? That's where I went to school. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, there was no, could I go be a paralegal or, you know. My right. formal skills are opening sodas, chasing bounty hunters. You know, I'm a really great personal assistant.
0: Getting in and out of SUVs, right? Yeah.
1: I'm up till midnight and then I get up at six and I'll take the kids to
0: school. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Whatever you need.
0: How do we put that on a resume? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well,
1: so I started a business. I was like it. and it was really great it taught me a lot and then at the end of 2018 my relationship ended in 2016 and I was doing the business by myself and I was like I'm gonna sell this and from the second I had the idea six months later it was sold
0: and it was really amazing you, you ended up opening another location as well you had have-
1: I did. We did. We opened a second location together and she actually went on and opened a third. So she owns two of them still to this day and they do really well. And so does mine. Um, My location is still open to this day and it's doing really well as
0: well. Yeah. And I mean that and that's great, you know, and then so, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel like, uh, di- you know, Beth was quite the little entrepreneur mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she had her hand in all kinds of stuff and had, you know, she had a store right there at Coco Marina too, oh, yeah, one thing over. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like she like was instrumental in helping you get started oh, or did you? Oh
1: my God. I, but the things that I learned, honestly, Beth was a little irritated when I kind of had to hide everything about the lease because. I didn't know what was going on so we kind of kept everything under and when she found out she was a little irritated that i hadn't included her more but the day all of our machines came everyone from the family came down dad beth i think she brought dakota and a couple other people and yeah. they us move everything inside but it was important for me to start this without them i wanted to kind of not ride off the coattail but use the wave of dog the bounty hunter to cloak myself you know what i mean i had no education i Literally was a drug addict for a long time in my teen years. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. You got to use every opportunity at your table to
0: be successful. You know what I mean? And I don't care
1: if that is called coattail riding. I took what I needed and I created my empire.
0: I completely agree. That yeah. whole notion about the coattail riding. Listen, we all have experiences in our yeah. life. And that, that, you know, you guys occupied a law, you know, a big chapter of my life and yeah. that occupied a big chapter of your life to, yeah. a, to ignore it would be like, you know, it'd be akin to me saying, okay, well, I've been in prison yeah. for the last 10 years. So I really can't talk about it. I mean, you oh, know, goodness.
1: Why would I do that to my child? Why would I not use everything at my power to give yes. my child the best life that I can give to her? Damn right. oh, I'm sorry, honey. We're not, we can't have dinner tonight because mommy doesn't want to be a coach writer, No, sorry.
0: <laughs> you know, I just like, okay, I don't even really know what that means, but okay. We'll go i it.
1: riding the wave, you know what I mean? It's I ride right. the wave.
0: We all have connections, and we all have things that we've done, and yeah. we other people in order to, you know, you you know, achieve certain things. And I'm not saying using people or anything like that, but but, you know, there's a fair amount of people that are tagged into you. There's a fair amount of people tagged into me. And if I can help, I will. And I'll always be that way.
1: Everybody knows the number one thing in business is networking, 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 networking. That's what social media does for us. That's what, you know what I mean? They used to have meetings. Like we used to go to those, um, Board of Educators meetings and the, what are they called? The Rotary meetings just to get the word out. And that's so easy. You can do it on social media. Bam, you have millions of people at your fingertips.
0: Without a doubt. And, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a perfect entrance to what are you doing right now?
1: So, super fun. Um, I actually just started uh, a clothing line. We hit one year, November 19th.
0: Congrats, honey. Yeah,
1: and again, that was really started through networking. I had met this amazing guy, and um, we had met online through social media, and he had had a little clothing business going, and he was like, Lisa, you know, can I send you some free items? And I was like, sure. And he sent me a couple things, and we started working together, and he's like, you know, you should really start your own line, and he kept you know kind of pestering me about it and i was like let's just do it and let's yeah. just see what happens
0: yeah. and
1: i mean so i started my third business now you know
0: and listen yeah. i i have i have purchased the stuff mm-hmm. and it's actually really good yeah it's really good it's very high quality i got some uh also bought some stuff for my grandkid too mm-hmm. and she loves it. it like, leggings are like super awesome all of the all of the clothing is really really high quality
1: i'm like a super busy gal so i like interchangeable pieces you know what i mean i like a muscle tank that i can pair with a pair of jeans and also with sweatpants you know when i get home i like something i can cook in and something i can run out at the same time right so i think for me that's what i wanted to create with my line oh are you there
0: yeah yeah i'm here
1: sorry something popped up um I wanted to create something that was like, you know, for the everyday person. Um, yeah. 90% of the time when we're out running around, we look, you know, we're in leggings, pants, tank tops, things like that. 10% of the time, you know, we're dolled up in our Golden Globe outfits. But most women, we run around in our run-around clothes.
0: Right, exactly. And yeah. I just have to say, you know, it's such a great example to your girls. Like mm-hmm. when they see all of the, uh, adversity that you know your family has been involved in and all of the triumphs and all the you know all the losses and all of that and to persevere and go forward and to constantly go forward and, and this is really what you represent and this is why you resonate so much with with people is because they see I- exactly what did you do And I, I mentioned to your sister the other day that you know you guys are very much a working family uh yeah. you know, i don't uh, yes you had a show and all of that kind of stuff but I, i'm positive in your very you know in your teens you never thought that, that was going to end and it does end and and, that, uh, and you
1: got to keep going and i think what i really learned Brady, during all this is like abundance doesn't mean happier. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't take a lot to make a person happy. And when you kind of are at the end of the day and you're in your bed and you're thinking like, what were the wonderful things that happened to me today? You're not thinking about money you're, ma- you're making, right. you're thinking about the memories and you know, the simple meals that you have, whether it was a fancy meal or not with your family. And I realized that doesn't cost very much. And it doesn't, it doesn't take very much to make me happy. No. And that, really freeing you
0: know yeah and yeah. It, you know uh, yes you uh, you nailed it exactly because we do mm-hmm. like to accumulate things but it's just more shit it's more shit yeah. to put here put there worry about somebody's mm-hmm. going to take it well whatever you gotta insure it you gotta park it you, you know and mm-hmm. you're right at the end of the day it's like your minutes the yeah. minutes that are spent it's the only non-renewable resource
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have is minutes. we
1: do pits and peaks and like we picked it up from the kardashians right they do what was your pit of the day? And what was the peak of the day? Oh, and I do that every day. Me and Leigh and Maddie, we do it every night at the dinner table in Abby oh, when she lives here. I love and that. I do too. And it's really fun. And you just kind of talk about like, what was your hardest struggle of the day? And then what was your favorite part of the day? And it's uh, like, You know, you can sum up and you feel so much better after that. Someone listened to me. I got attention on myself. You know, I got to gripe and, you know, be happy. And it's like a really great little tool. So thank
0: you. I I love that. I I used to make my kids, uh, we would go around the table and I, and I would make them say one nice thing about each other. So Mm -hmm. they they had to pick up one, you know, and even if it was just like, they, they could be, you know, fighting like you know, cats and dogs upstairs, but I would make them do that. And then it just kind of brings it back to, like, why we're, we do what we do and yeah. why we struggle with that. I love yeah. that. Listen, one, one last question. What, what is probably the best thing that Beth ever taught you?
1: Oh, probably to not take no for an answer, ever. And, like, there's, like, literally nothing this woman couldn't get. I remember being in Macy's with her once. We went out with about four cart full they and actually they brought everything to our car. And I think she walked out with a fifty dollar (laughs) credit.
0: I'm telling you,
1: it was she she was was overpriced. It was if it was a one cent overpriced, she would walk away from the whole thing. She, you know, was really into just being treated good and like people doing the job that they are there to do, just do your I, job and, you know, have good customer service. So she taught me, you know, never take no for an answer, no matter what I'm doing. And it works.
0: I really love that about her. Like, uh, you know, but I, you know, she'd go, she'd say to me, you know, you, you don't want to fight every single thing. And I go, no, I don't have the energy to fight every single thing. No. go, That's why I bring you. <laughs> That's why I bring you. And then I just, is I'll just be your backup, you know, but yeah.
1: My last little one, when I worked for Beth as her assistant, she had bought iPhones for a bunch of people for Christmas one year, but in order to get the iPhone, she had to like start a new line. And she was like, we were at the Apple store and she was like, whatever, just open up the lines, whatever. But she just wanted to gift, you know, her manager and everyone iPhones. So, um, like three years later, she's like, we've been paying for people's iPhones for three years. She goes, I want my money back. And I'm like, Beth, we're not gonna get the money back. And she goes, well, we're gonna get the money back. And I got on the phone and like, I got, hi, welcome to my and t And I was like, can I speak to your manager? Can I speak to your manager? I'm pretty sure it took me three days. I got the freaking head of at t on the phone. And you want to believe we got that fucking money back? She got a three thousand dollar credit on her AT and T bill, and right. she was like, "I told you." And I was like, oh, "I did it." And she goes, "Yep, told you." I'm I like,
0: so not surprised. I'm so not surprised. And what a lesson! I mean, she really didn't take no for an answer. No, you no. know. And if she did, the other person was like, no, no, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're they like afraid. Oh, no, you're going to get delayed. like, let me get Beth Chapper on the phone. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. What, what, what no matter me. where
1: you are, what situation uh, you're in, ask for a manager.
0: Ah, uh, I mean, it was great. So what would you like, let's go ahead. You know, what would you like everyone to know? Oh, you didn't say your website. Tell, tell people where they can go. Through, oh, like, yeah. So if you guys
1: place. want to. Mind clothes. We have a we're gonna do a flash. Oh, um, no, never mind. Um, we're gonna. We have a really awesome autumn line that just came out and we're gonna showcase that on the site right now. We will have a lot of sales coming up for our one year in the end of middle of November and of course Black Friday is coming up. So the site is babylisa.com. So it's B-A-B-Y-L-Y-S-S-A. Cause my name is spelled weird. Wow. Um, and then just to let everyone know, we have a little bit of you know shipping stuff going on because of COVID, it does take a little bit of time and we're kind of like slammed with orders right now. So if you put it in order and you don't get it right away, just give us a little bit of time because we're dealing with COVID craziness.
0: Perfect. Yeah, it has been like all over. And I think everyone's pretty much kind of used to it by now with the shipping. Yeah. And you are, are, are you, is it, uh, are you mailing it from the Rock?
1: No, no. Oh. So everything goes to California, but the, the people who own the printing companies, They go in once a week and they bring in all their different employees so that they can keep everyone working Uh because of the restrictions. So every day he goes in, he brings in a new round of employees. It's really awesome to keep all employees paid and working. Something
0: that is really incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we just really have to just pull together. Mm -hmm. All right, sweetheart. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all your time. I appreciate all of your insight. Oh, you're so welcome. I love you. Okay, sweetheart. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, babe.